Over the last nine months, we've been able to invest in a young man and his wife and see God do and work mightily in their ministry and in their life. And I tell you, I'm excited about the next steps for Brother Zeke and Sister Sadie as they follow God's leadership in going and preparing for the mission field. And so he's going to bring a small mini-series here for us from the book of Haggai. And it's going to give him a little bit more pulpit time, a little bit more opportunities to refine and work on his uh, opportunity to learn to, uh, to continue to improve in preaching. Uh, but I've been uh, just so thankful for them and uh, his desire to just to be faithful to the Lord. And so, Brother Zeke, come on down. Uh, you're the next contestant. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. God thank bless you. you. We're thank praying you. for you. We're thanking the Lord for you. Thank you, sir. Well, um, Tonight, today dedication for the children area is pretty fun. I don't know, for those who are not helping, it's pretty nice to work with your hands. So, I don't know about you guys, but I love working with my hands instead of staying in front of the computer. So it was a good with three weeks off. <laughs> so growing up, uh, my family have a lot of projects. Um, we, we, uh, my parents have a lot of rental houses. So we constantly uh, working on the houses and the buildings and uh, remodelings. But I'm, I am also thank you, uh, thankful for a hardworking dad. He has taught me so many things about working hard uh, from construction to trapping animals and everything in between. I probably did it. Uh, gross thing, I probably did it too. So, but however, my dad is like to uh, have more one projects to do at a time. Um, it's, it's a strange thing for, uh, for me, uh, but who, who's in here tonight that uh, have one project you started and halfway through and you started somewhere else because you, you got bored? Yeah, a lot of you, good. So it wasn't just my dad, okay. So I remember that we started uh, remodeling one building and a week later, uh, we, I found out we were working in a different building, uh, which is different from the first. And then our next week after that, we're working on another building. The work, this is different from the first choose. So it's like we are, my dad, uh, was like my dad constantly want to finish all five buildings at the same time at the end. Um, the work seemed never ending to me. But I personally like the one, uh, to get one project done at a time so that I don't get too stressed about, you know, when you sit down with your note, checklist, what have left, it'd be overwhelming when you do five things at once. And uh, so the next few weeks, we will look at the unfinished project um, that the two started but never, uh, but abandoned in the book of Haggai. So if you have your Bible, uh, let's turn it to the book of Haggai, uh, chapter one. And it's a hard book to find, so uh, I'll give you a minute. <laughs> Just kidding. So it's, it's the third book from the last, the end of uh, the Old Testament. So while you turn in there, we're going to go over the context to understand where uh, Prophet Haggai, the book of Haggai, is in the history of the Bible. Um, a little is known about Haggai apart from this short prophecy. He, he is mentioned briefly in the book of Ezra uh, on both occasions in conjunction with the prophet of Zechariah. Scholars suggested the name Haggai means festal one uh, because Haggai probably I was born on a festival, uh, on a feast day. And, and then and the Babu, uh, Babylonians, led, led by the king of 
Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the city of Jerusalem, including the Solomon Temple in 686 B.C., and they took most of the Jews captive to Babylon. Now, in 538 B.C., at the result of the proclamation of Cyprus, the Persian Israel was allowed to return from Babylon to her homeland under the civil leadership of Zerubbabel and the spiritual guidance of Joshua, the high priest. Now, there, there is about 50,000 Jews that returned to their homeland. During the years uh, that followed, the first group of Jews uh, that returned rebuilt the brazen altar in Jerusalem and resumed offering sacrifice on it and celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles and laid the foundation for the re, uh, reconstruction of the second temple uh, in, in Jerusalem. In uh, 536 B.C., they began to rebuild the temple. Now, this is where the book of Haggai is. Uh, you can read it in Ezra chapter 3. The people came together, gave money to the mason, the carpenters, and they began to rebuild the temples. When the builders laid the foundation of the temples, um, they, when they finished, they sang songs. They were happy, they would rejoice, they would give praise to the Lord. But they thought the work is done. They were happy, but the elder, the leader, and many of the priests and the Levites uh, were crying because they know what the first temple, when it finished, looked like. It's amazing. But this second temple is nowhere to finish, not even close to be done. And then in Ezra chapter 4, uh, opposition arise from neighbors and in the differences between the Jews caused the work to abandon. Sixteen years later, Prophet Haggai and Zechariah were commissioned by the Lord to stir up the people's heart uh, to not only rebuild the temple, but also to reorder their spiritual priorities. So let's read Haggai chapter 1, beginning verse 1. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Seatil, the governor of Judah, and the Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, These pe this people say, The time is not come, the time of the Lord, uh, Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed house, and this house lie waste? Now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways, Ye have so much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye have not filled with drinks. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And ye that eager uh, earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Verse 7. Thus said the Lord of hope, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain, and bring wood, and building, uh, build a house, and I will, make, will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why? Saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste, and it, ye run every man into his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stay from dews, and the earth is stay from her fruits. And I call for uh, a drought upon the land, and upon the mountain, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which is 
the ground is bringeth forth, and upon men, upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the land, the hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Seattle, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnants of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the word of Haggai the prophet. Then the Lord their God had sent him, and the people did fear the Lord. Let's, let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for today, Lord, and thank you for that you give me this opportunity to teach your word, and the help that uh, none of what I'm saying, Lord, that's cut, is not me, Lord. Use my uh, body as a vessel so that we could speak to me to uh, teach people, Lord, about your word. And I pray that everyone in here will listen closely so that they could use this and apply to their own lives so that they could uh, be more um, godly so that they could give you honor and glory for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So in verse 1, as you see, um, we can see the, now the casting of vision. I don't know about you, but I am very thankful for a church who have a pastor who have vision. He have vision to lead a church in which way to give God an honor and glory for it. In Haggai chapter 1, verse 1 said, In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month and in the first day of the month, came the came word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel the son of Seattle, governor of Judah, and Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest. So the, later on in verse 3, you see where the Jew would be included and would be implied in verse 3. But the first, the, the visions that we see here was initially first casting to the two leaders, Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and Joshua, the high priest. See, Haggai addressing the leader first to emphasize the importance of their responsibilities. They are leaders. They spoke to you, cast a vision. Their responsibility is to do God's will by casting a vision and here is rebuilding the temple. A church without a vision is dead. So Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 said, Where there is no vision, the people perish. In order for a church to thrive and for it to grow, for it to multiply, for it to reach in the dark world around us, we need to have a leader to have visions. God's appointed Pastor John as our leader and our, our pastor and our shepherd. So far, he, he, had, uh, he did great casting the vision. However, just a leader along with the visions, the church do not thrive. The local church uh, needs its congre congregation and its members to step up and do their part. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 and 20 said, For the body is not one member, but of many. If the foot shall say, because I am not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eyes, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? And if the whole uh, were hearing, where is the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are many members, yet but one body. We all must catch the visions that pastors have cast for all of us, for all the congregation. And that we must do our part as a church to reach all the people around us. 
So the question is that you must ask yourself is, what is my part in this church? What can I do to help serve in this church? Now, if the Holy Spirit right now is already speaking to you and you're being serious about serving uh, and being a part in serving with the member of the church, um, like Mrs. Bonnie, come talk to the staff or talk to anyone that uh, a member of this church. We will find a place for you to serve in. So, let's take a look at the call to re- reconsider priorities. Who, who's in here tonight that uh, like to make a checklist? Anyone like to make a checklist? Got, okay, we got a little bit of people. Maybe five of us. So I, I like making checklists. I, I am pretty sure I like to crossing things off the checklist more than making a list. But making a list helps us organize uh, what needs to be done, isn't it? For me, I like to do the easiest thing first. You know, wake up out of bed. <laughs> Brushing my teeth. Okay. I'm kidding. And then... Uh, when, when we do the easiest thing, we work up the motivation to do the hardest things, like being outside in the 90 degree weather. It's hot. In the office, it's hot right now. Just letting you know. But we, we all have the moment when we get too comfortable and that we make up excuses to do, uh, not doing the thing that needs to be done. That is, that we make the excuse like, that is too hard. I don't think I can do it. And or... I have done a lot today. Let's set it for tomorrow. So all this baseline is it, it's just an excuse. Now the, the Jews got comfortable with the life that they have built for themselves here in the book of Haggai. Uh, perhaps they have the life that they always wanted. A nice car. They have a, a good job. A healthy family. All the bills are caught up. They have uh, enough land for their animal to be in. Everything is considered, that's considered desirable by many. When prophet Haggai told the Rubabel and Joshua that the Israelite was saying that the time has not right to rebuild the house of the Lord. Verse 2 said, They speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say the time, of, the time is not come, the time that the Lord house should be built. I could imagine that God right here is, was annoyed and perhaps a little angry at the people of Israel. God is normally referred to Israelites as his people. But here he said, this people. It seems that the Lord has distancing himself from them in this verse. The Jews, the Jews refused to rebuild the Lord's house was at best saying that it did not matter where, whether the Lord was in the presence of with them. At words, it says that presuming on the divine grace that the Lord would, like, uh, would live with his people even though they have willfully refused to fulfill the condition of his indwelling as that he had laid down. During the, during a flood in the hill country of Texas in 1978, there was a lady who needlessly lost her life. Her daughter told the reporter, my mother did not climb the tree with us. She lost her way before uh, we got to the tree. See, she always kept every little bill and little slip and stuff. Um, she would not let go of her purse without those paper in it. 
later it was revealed that the family was trying to make a chain hold each other to walk across the flood water. But the mother had her insurance card and the paper on gathered up in her hand and would not use to make a change. She wouldn't, she refused to drop the documents to, to save her life so she should wash away with the flood water. Now that is not a priority. Today, many Christians do, do not do God's will because they feel um, the time is not precisely right. Too often, we make excuses when we suppose to confess our sin and obey the Lord. Luke chapter 14, verse 8 and 20 is telling us that they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first, the first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must need go and see it. I pray these have me excuse. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I will prove them. I pray thee have me excuse. And another man said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. See, our lives get busy. We constantly get busy, and that makes our priorities all messed up. We tend to put God on the back burner and to get to him when we have time. That is a misplaced priority. Verse 3 and 4 said, Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in the sealed houses, and this house lie waste? See, in this verse, we can see that the truth misplaced their priority. Haggai rebuked the people for their selfish indifference and selfish negligence. They had built their own house in luxurious way. They, uh, the word seal here in Hebrew is sapon, which means panel houses, which simply the house with a roof. See the paneling or plaster that cover the wall and possibly the ceilings. Such decorations was a sign of prosperity in a land where the wood was scarce. The people spending freely on their own home while neglecting the rebuilding of the temple of God, they should have put the glory of their God ahead of their own comfort. Their priorities were upside down. Philippians 2 verse 21 said, For all seek their own, not the thing which are Jesus Christ. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, the church, what we build in the church Not that the house that you have is more than that. If you are here tonight and you have misplaced your priority, you need to do what is right tonight to make God first in your life. Let's take a look at the evaluation. Five and six said, Now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider your way. Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drinks. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. So the Lord, the Lord called people to evaluate what they are doing in the light of their current situation. They were not experiencing God's blessing greatly. They were not experiencing God's full blessing. They sow much seed, but harvest only a little crops. The food they drinks uh, and drink that they grew only met their minimal needs. 
They had so little fiber to make their clothing, and their clothes were very thin and did not keep themselves warm. Their purse seemed to have holes in them, and the sense of the money they put into the purse, they disappeared before they could pay all the bills. So what is your priority? Are you experiencing the fullness of God's blessing tonight? Or are you to do just enough to say that you did it? Or are you putting God first in your life? Did you misplace your priority from the busyness of your life? In our society today, a lot of Christians are wasting their God-given talents and God-given gifts on worldly things. They are wasting God-given talent on, uh, by not using it to serve the Lord or to serve others. They are laying back and get comfortable and with, uh, with what they have built for themselves. They became a couch potato. They, they just chill and they relax. But if you are, if you are no Christian tonight, you will have much to answer for the Lord when he returns. Let's take a look at the call to rebuild the temple. Verse 7a said, The said the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build a house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, said the Lord. It, it's time to get back to work. Again, the Lord called the people to reflect thoughtfully here uh, on the, what they were doing. Having rebuked them for what they had done, uh, having shown the f- uh, fruitlessness of what they had, not, had done, the Lord urged them to rebuild the temple. He urged them to go to the mountain where the tree were, grew abundantly, to cut them down and to continue to rebuild the temple. The hills of Judah here has, not, has a lot of wood from uh, Nehemiah chapter 8. We know that olive and myrtle and palm tree were available, but it was customary to set a layer of wood in stone wall that what those woods are used for. But Ezra chapter 5 verse 8 said, Be it known unto the king, and that we went into the province of Judea, and that how the great God which is built with great stone and timber is laid in a wall, and this work goes fast on and prosper in the hands. The Lord take delight in those who fear him. Psalm 147 verse 11 said, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. So this, this fear is that God's savior, uh, saviors is the demonstrated in the act of willingness of obedience. In this case, responding to the call of rebuilding the temple, God is honored and glorified in, the, uh, in obedience of his people. God called Israelites to repent and rebuild the temple. The question is, how is your temple tonight? 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 3, 16 and 17 said, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So how is your temple tonight? Is your relationship with God is currently being built, or is it a foundation being abandoned? If your temple is only have a foundation and hasn't any structure or studs in it, I encourage you to ask God to renew your heart tonight. 
the divine judgment in verse 5 and 7 is now becoming clear. Failure to do what, uh, what God told you to do should result in economic ruin and poverty. Verse 9 and 11 said, You look for much, and lo, it can do little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine how that is waste, and ye run every man to his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from the dews, and the earth is stayed from her fruits. And I call upon for droughts upon the land, and upon the mountain, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon man, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the, the hands. Israelites have looked for much blessing from the Lord, but they found very little due to their disobedience. They harvested was much smaller than they, they expected. For, for while their hope was high, the yield of their crops were low. It is suggested that the grain they brought home was so light and so small that much of the wind blew away when they threshed it. In the dry season, about April to October, the morning dews are often heavy in Palestine, and the dews are essential to the growth of the summer crops. Because of their disobedience, God got hold back the dews and the crops, and it was devastating. The drought brought about by God affected the three basic crops, the grain, the new wine, and the oil from the olive trees, as well as whatever else the ground produces. The absence of the, the rain and the dew indicate that God's curse on the land and that its people, because of their disobedience, is caused the lack of food for man and for the cattle. The reason was clear here. The, the people had neglected the temple and had given all their time and energy to uh, providing for themselves by, re, by building their own homes. While laboriously invo involved with their own affairs, the people were neglecting their spiritual responsibilities. Someone once said, those who plan to give God once they have enough for themselves will never have enough for themselves. So how about you? I'm not talking about money. Uh, our church is generous, uh, very generous about giving money. If you don't believe me, you can walk through the hall, you see how many missionary that we support. Or look at the fund that we raise for a desert auction to send our kids to camps. But I'm talking about the, your talent, your ability that God given you. What are you doing with it? Have you given God your best and that you are, uh, and, or are you a Christian who's waiting to give God once you have enough for yourself? Which one are you? Haggai's message here inspired the correctness response to Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the rest of the people. They caught the visions to rebuild the temple and obey the Lord. Verse 12 said, Then Zerubbabel, the son of Seattle, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the word of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God has sent him, and the people did fear the Lord. See, God had given our pastor a vision 
to lead our church in a way that which will honor God himself. That is his duty, to cast the vision. How about you? Are you catching on the vision? Are you jumping on board? I know that life can be busy, that we want to wait to, to, for it to get less busy so that we can get involved in our church's activities. Let me tell you this. Life will never get less busy. The question, is not, uh, not about, the question is not about that you don't have time. The question is, where is your priorities? Do you put God first in your life, or do you set God aside and go get to him when you have time? A few of us would never admit this, but many of us are procrastinate on waiting till life is settled. That we will serve the Lord then when we have time. Now, don't wait. Make a point tonight in your life that you use what God has given you to serve him and to obey his command. God called the Israelites to repent, to rebuild the temple. How is your temple? Is it an abandoned foundation that you built long ago that you forget to work on it, or is it currently being built? I pray that you are constantly walking with God and let him lead you. Let him put one step down at a time. I pray that you obey him and doing his will. A husband and a wife were discussing a possibility of taking a trip to the Holy Land of Israel. A husband said this to his wife. Wouldn't it be fantastic to go to the Holy Land and stand and shout the Ten Commandments on the Mount of Sinai? The wife responded back. It would be better if we stay home and kept them. So we must consider our own ways. We, we, we must consider our ways as we live for the Lord. We must consider our ways as we keep the commandments. We must have our priorities straight and put God first in our life, don't we? We must use our talents, abilities for the Lord that we, so that we can further the kingdom of God. 